We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The biggest party of the year is back. Cardinals opening day is Thursday, April 7th. And what better way to kick off the Redbird season than with KMOX's Kegs and Eggs. Presented by Budweiser. Tickets are on sale now at KMOX.com slash events. I've been looking forward to this for a long while. I got my good friend Derek Gould from the Post-Dispatch on the line, at Deed Gould on Twitter. Of course, you already know that. Derek, you've got like 800,000 more followers than me. I don't know why I even bothered to promote that. But figure we, we do it all the time anyway, so what the heck? Why not? How you doing, dude? I'm all right. That would put you in the negative. How well, do you have negative followers? <laughs> what could you have possibly said? about the Miami Hurricanes that would have given you negative followers. I, I think it's just that, that I talked about them. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, dude? How's spring training treating you, man? I know it's uh, it's a like a condensed version of everything, so I would imagine uh, the, the, the deadlines and the preparing and you guys getting ready for the big preview this weekend had to be a condensed and chaotic, too. Yeah, and then they, then they signed Albert Pujols, so, you know, that was all fun <laughs> at the same time. So it's been something, you know, I've, I've been here since February 23rd, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, that's when I got here, and I covered people walking between buildings. <laughs> um, and now, uh, now you know, now baseball is on the horizon. And, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a lot. You know, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't quite know what, uh, what to make of this spring as far as just watching it unfold. And, yeah. You know what went into the coverage, um, but you know the the opening day is near. That means the season preview is Sunday. There's an advertisement in the season preview that people can see Saturday or Sunday um, about something we're going to launch next week. Nice. It will be expanded Cardinal coverage. Um, a lot of people have been clamoring for this. Nice. Um, and I, I apologize for the deep tease, but it's what a lot <laughs> yeah. of people have been asking for, and we're really eager to get it off the ground and let people know about it. Um, but uh, but there's been people here, Rick Hummel, myself, and Daniel Guerrero, our new hire, and then, of course, Colin is Ben Fredrickson. You know, there's there have been four of us here for the last about week and a half, two weeks. Nice. And we're preparing. We've been working diligently for uh, for not just what you see in the paper, not just what you see online, not just what you'll see in the special section, but what you're about to see um, when we when we launch uh, this next week. 
Very cool, man. Looking forward to it. It's got to be a blast. And obviously, you mentioned uh, throwing old number five into the mix. How how strange has that been, having him back in camp? And, and back, really, I don't know, maybe you should tell me rather than me assuming this, but you would think it would maybe have a little bit of a different vibe, does it? I mean, you covered him before, you know, that whole time leading up to his departure. Is it Does it feel like it did when he was here before, or is it different? It's different. I think that's a fair read on it. It's different. I mean, you know, it's been 11 years since he was last here. Um, You know, when he was last with the Cardinals, he had a will they or won't they Mm -hmm. hanging over him. Was this the end or was was he moving on? Was he going to be a Cardinal for life? Was he not? That That was palpable that whole year. And you know, towards the end, obviously it changed because the the, the World Series wrote a different story mm-hmm. and introduced David Freeze and, you know, Pools hits three home runs and they have a parade and it just gave that whole thing a different feel. Um, but you think back to, like, spring training 2011 and, you know, there was, uh, you know, our, our mutual friend Matt Sebeck who works now for SDL City, you know, he did that Albert Ageden poster <laughs> as we just were counting down the days to when he was going to close off talks on an extension mm-hmm. and test free agency. And it was a way different feel this year. I mean, he comes back and says, you know, like, I'm not counting down the days to what could possibly be the end of my time with the Cardinals. I'm counting down the days to what will definitely be the end of my career. Um, that, it does have a different feel. And, you know, I've talked to Albert through the years, um, that I haven't covered him on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, he's, I think, I think he appreciates the opportunity to be back here more than maybe he'll articulate. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's really, you know, I've heard a lot about how he has wanted to come back here. Not that he wanted to come back here while he was with the angels, but right. you know, when he became available, um, you know, that, that this was the place that he wanted to finish, um, not not because of unfinished business, but because this was home, and he wanted to come home. And, you know, I think that really became clear to him in 2019, mm-hmm. where he was treated by the fans in St. Louis in a way that was both profound um, and the fact that they were cheering for a visiting player um, but also therapeutic in a way that, like, you know, there, there was there weren't hurt feelings from him departing. Right. They just celebrated his career, and now he gets a chance to come back and by embracing a very reduced role, maybe contribute in ways that are still magical. We'll find out. But you know, I, I mean, it just it was a really clear fit. The Cardinals uh, have some concern because they have to. That you know, if he doesn't produce, how does this end? Yeah. Uh, um, but both of them are pretty comfortable with that, and they okay. seem to be at peace with if he doesn't produce. You know, there is a young man named Juan Yepes who who could maybe, and you know, if that time comes, then it's clearly that they've had this discussion that uh, they you know what Pujols would do and and what you know how he would fit with this team. You know, it makes sense, Derek. I had a lot of questions about, you know, the, the, why why bring him in now? Other, but most people were thrilled about it, but others were like, well, why why take the playing time away from Juan Yepes? And I would imagine, Derek, that it's simple, right? I mean, you view him as potentially an everyday player down the road. You probably don't want to put him on the short side of a platoon uh, when he's a rookie, of all things. And you can have Albert have that shot, and if it doesn't work, 
Yepes is getting those at-bats in Memphis, and you've always got time to go to him or Gorman or Nudbar or whomever. But, you know, early in the year, you probably still want to think about the development of some of those guys. I guess. Also, you want them to perform. Let's not, like, dismiss Good point. what yeah. happens in spring. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you know, they sent a young group up there to go face DeGrom and Scherzer and what apparently will be their last appearances as Mets for a bit. <laughs> um, yeah. But they went up there. They sent a young group up there, and they said, hey, go get them, kids. You know, let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that they're basing decisions on one, you know, game. But they wanted to see your Pez seize this job. They wanted to see, you know, they wanted to see Lars Nupar give them reason not to go sign Corey Dickerson. They want to, you know, I mean, Brendan Donovan has had a superb camp and probably has made the most of all of them. But they wanted those other guys to do what he did mm-hmm. or what Jake Walsh has done or, you know, some of these other young guys. Um, and they did not. Let's not gloss over that. 100%. Um, you know, Yupez took some walks. Um, but he wasn't authoritative in his at-bats. They need him to be authoritative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Newbar has had a fine camp, um, but he's not one who's run away with a job. Right. Um, Corey Dickerson has come in with a good contract and a track record. Yep. So he's getting a little bit more time. But, I, I mean, you know, there isn't anybody on this in this camp that has said, hey, man, that DH thing is cool. I'm going to do it every day. Right. And so they got to a point they're like, well, we know this other guy has experience, and against lefties, he can still kind of, you know, crush it. Yep. So no one has taken this option off the table with their performance, and the fans want to see it. So let's go sign Pujols. Yep. And And that's as blunt as I can be. Yeah. But they had the opportunity. They had two and a half weeks to make the, the team's decision for them, and none of them have. It's the same thing that happened with pitching last night. Yeah. Drew Verhagen yep. had the chance to make their decision for them. He could have gone out there and absolutely, what is was it shoved? Is yep. that the? I verb? like that okay. one. That's a good one. All right, good. He could have he could have gone out there and announced his presence with authority, as they say. <laughs> um, and and at, at the end of the night, I, I would not have been surprised if he goes out there and pitches whatever four or five. If at the end of the night, Oliver Marmol said he's our fifth starter, but that didn't happen. And the same kind of thing ha- didn't happen with DH. You're right, and you know, let, let's stay focused on the pitching side for for some for a minute, Derek. Because you know, offensively, you know, eight of the nine spots, we know what the plan is, barring injuries. We got a pretty good idea of who's going to play every day and regularly, and will be fun mm-hmm. to see how it plays out in terms of matchups. But really, the DH spot is, uh, and maybe the last bench spot are the are the conversations. The pitching side. Now nah, we know those. If you do want to know those, well, I mean, I think I think we do, right? I think we yeah, know yeah, those. Yeah, I mean. Do. You know, Newt Bar's on the team. Albert's on the team. Kisner, Sosa, that's the bench yeah. with somebody. Well, in that case, Dickerson would be the DH, but who knows? But that's basically it, right? Oh, no. So, okay, so Albert is the DH against lefties yep. and change-up type righties. Good call, yep. Corey Dickerson is the um, DH against right-handers who are low in the zone, like power sinker guys. There we go. And Lars Newbar is the DH against righties and maybe some lefties. We'll see that throw with velocity. The top of the zone guys, right? I know you, you top touched of the on zone that. Guys. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Was that, guy, but was that like over the weekend four, that you hit that or was that a, just a couple days ago? I don't recall. Something. It's all a blur, man. <laughs> it was over the weekend. Or it was, 
after Albert signed. So it was a couple of days ago. Um, but that's that's how they view this. They see Lars, and Lars actually talked to me about this. They see Lars as a guy who can hit upper register fastballs. Yeah. The yeah. Grom, Scherzer, those guys who he's going to face. Left side some, too, keep in mind. They see Dickerson as a low ball hitter. Yeah. Shocker. Here's the guy who hits balls that bounce in the dirt, and he hits them for doubles. <laughs> so I don't know where they're getting this idea that he's a low ball hitter, but there he is. Um, and then Albert is the guy who hits lefties, and he did today. I mean, yep. you know, just clean professional at bat against Genesis Cabrera, single to center. You know, against Jake Woodford, ground out to shortstop, ground out to shortstop. Yep, yep. It's fascinating to me, Derek, because – this is kind of where I wanted to go, and we can tie this into the pitching side of it too because what we're talking about here is something that, that Ali Marmol has mentioned a lot is playing matchups, but that doesn't always just mean lefty-righty. That means like right. what you're talking about. It can be style of pitcher that you're facing. For a pitcher, are you facing guys that are good fastball hitters? Well, here's your breaking ball guy. You're facing a guy that is good bottom of the zone. Well, here's our high fastball guy. It feels like it, it's going to be – I don't even know if the right way to put it is mix and match, but it feels like there's a lot more wiggle room to how they want to deploy the roster this year than we've seen maybe ever with the Cardinals. I uh, I had a name for it that I just kind of put up, came up with on the spot during a video we were doing, Ben Fredrickson and I, and uh, I've got, had some people laugh at me, but I trust that you won't laugh at me if I tell you the name I came up with. I on promise. The spot. All right, you ready? Yes. It's Dr. Marmol's Multiverse of Matchups. Okay. I I'm, I stifled the laugh. That's good, though. No, I mean, I'm serious. It's good, good. Because, it's good because I think it paints the picture that this might be as much an arcane art as it is just flat-out science. Correct. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, he's absolutely going to go Dr. Strange on this. Yeah. But, it, but it's going to be different than, say, like what the Giants did, right? Right, right. Like, the, they the were Giants straight have, platoon, basically. They weren't straight left-right platoon. What they had was like line changes. Right, right, right. right. Like you know, like like a hockey team where a new pitcher would come in and it'd be like, okay, here comes the four new giants. Right, the line. Yeah, yeah. Right? Cardinals aren't going to do that. They're going to be like, new pitcher comes in. Okay, here comes our new DH. Okay, here comes our new second baseman. Maybe. Right, right. But they're not going to. They're not going to be like, here's our new first baseman. Huzzah! I mean, they're not going to do that. So it's it's more of like a targeted, timely matchup mm-hmm. than it is like a wholesale Giants style. Right. But they really like what the Giants did. Um, Marmol is really close with some of the guys who were with the Giants last year um, and like was really fascinated by talking to them about what they were doing. We know that this is the direction the front office wanted to go, not just with the lineup, but with the bullpen. Um, you know, and what they need to do, what they really try to do this year is outfit the roster to make it possible. Last year, the roster couldn't pull this off. Right, right. No, it's a good point. You didn't have the, you didn't have Dickerson and Pujols and, you know, Lars right. was still working his way up. And obviously this year, um, is it, is it an oversimplification, Derek, to say that this year's best result would be a much healthier rotation than last year? Because, you know, while there were bullpen troubles at time, I really would say the difference between being a 90-win team and a 94-95 win team was the rotation last year. Yeah, because they gave a month off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the front, the, the 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 manager, the pitching coach, and the rotation was crying out for help, and you know the the front office let it drown. 
I mean, it just was. They they were at they were they were in an innings crisis weeks before they got reinforcement, and it started with Wade LeBlanc, yep. who should get credit for helping to to salvage. I mean, he was Baywatch rushing to the rescue mm-hmm. um, because he was able to throw strikes, handle innings, and just give them some way to breathe there. Um, and I know he gets overshadowed by the acquisition of Lester and Hap, but he was the one that started it. And he came to the team yep. um, in, you know, when the team was in Atlanta, which was also like the tipping point for the offense, right? Yep. Like that series just it frustrated Schilt no end offensively. And, and the players, too. Um, you remember, like, Nolan Arenado that day said, what is this, the first day that Paul Goldschmidt and he had, had uh, contributed at the same time? Yeah, yeah, because the first part of the year they were back and forth, yeah. Yeah, and that one day they just bombed, you know, in the doubleheader. In the first game of a doubleheader, they both contributed. And then, you know, then they had the second game, and then they went off to Detroit, and they were just like a 5-3 waiting to happen as a team. Just really frustrated folks. But but that was when Wade LeBlanc showed up, and they had gone a month since Flaherty's injury. Yep. And they just were, I mean, they just were cratering when it comes to innings. and. I cannot stress this enough that it's not a sometimes for a team to contend it's not about like like dominating innings sometimes it's just about like covering innings mm-hmm. so that the bullpen doesn't fray and rupture and splinter and come apart sometimes you just need a guy to go out there with a 5 ERA and pitch into the through the 6th to get you to the next day because what was happening for the Cardinals is they would be exposed in a series, like, say, against Atlanta, right? Or or you can think memorably about how they were just really taxed. Gosh, what was the series? Um, I don't remember these precise series. I guess, you know, they were really taxed in that Dodger series. Oh, yeah, West, big time. Right? Kim got injured. Flaherty got injured. And what happened after that? Didn't the Reds come in and sweep them? Mm-hmm. So what the Cardinals ran into was they would lose – two series while playing one because of their pitching problems. They got to stabilize that if they don't. And it's a fair question whether they will, right? They don't. That has a cascade effect that will keep them tumbling in the standings. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. Well, I'm looking forward, Derek, to the preview. You guys do it better than I, I mean this sincerely. I'm not trying to suck up because you're my friend. You guys do the Cardinals preview better than any publication on the planet. Um, so I'm looking forward to catching it this weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark on Wednesday for the workout and Thursday for opening day. But in the meantime, have fun, safe travels, take care of yourself, and we'll see you here in a few days, my man. I got to go buy some luggage and pack. <laughs> <laughs> go get it done, my friend. All right, it's a pleasure talking to you, Keebler. You're right. great to catch up. Let's talk to you soon. You're a good man, Derek Gould. Thank you so much. Safe travels. We'll see you at the ballpark next week. Um, and, and I feel the need always to explain the Keebler reference. Uh, but I don't have time to do it now, so maybe we'll do it a little bit later on. We, we've done it on the on uh, the best podcast in baseball when I've joined Derek there, um, and we'll do it another time. I, just because I wore blue shoes once and looked like an elf, and <laughs> and uh, you know that's the Keebler elf because I'm and I'm kind of short, so it's kind of funny. So <laughs> great stuff from my man Derek. We appreciate him jumping in. Uh, let's do a little bit more follow up. I want to follow up on that rotation part. 
and where it might be different this year or where we hope it's different. That's probably the key word there because hope is the key word. Get to that next on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 